welcome everybody to season three, episode eight Ayo. of Generationally Speaking. I want you to know that if you, I don't know if you can see, Kevin, can they see this? This is, this is my line. Here's what, here's what it says, it says highlight. See this highlight right here? It says Brad screws up intro. <laughs> I did. That's what I work I with. I did write that. Okay, so there you go. Oh, so anyway, man. this is season three, episode eight of Generationally Speaking. My name's Brad. I'm the lead pastor here and the resident boomer. And this young gentleman to my right is Jordan Chitwood, our online pastor and resident, one of the resident millennials. We, we are chalk-filled with millennials in our we're office. We're so advanced. Yes. We're so advanced. We're, we're all over it. Hey, Linda, good That's to see you. because they work cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 we do. Uh, our interns were, we, we call it fart time at the church. Full-time, part-time pay. <laughs> Nicole Wiley, good to see you. Have you never heard that before? I have not, but I really like it. Pastors are part-time pay. Yeah, yeah exactly. Full-time work, part-time pay. Well, yeah. hey, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Like Brad said, it is episode eight of this season where we've been able to wrestle with a lot of different topics, such as marriage and uh, talking about cancel culture and all the fun stuff um, that that gets wrapped up into. And then is Jesus the true Messiah? That was actually our f- yeah. most previous episode. That was a fun one. That was good. If you haven't seen that one, I'd go back and watch that one. Yeah, go listen to that because we talk a lot about some of the evidence pointing yeah. to Christ um, historically and um, biblically. They're and all then, good. I could you know, watch like, them all. Yeah, we're pretty, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty entertaining. We're pretty entertaining. I'd say we're the coolest guys we know. The ones we know, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> tonight we're going to be talking about burnout. And and this is a topic that I think, especially in the day and age that we are in, the culture we're in, I think yes. it's a huge, uh, huge conversation. Yes. I was actually going to ask you. So for those that aren't aware, we'll just define burnout real quick. Burnout is basically a state of emotional, physical, spiritual, mental exhaustion, okay, by excessive and prolonged stress. This could be in your career. This could be in your relationship. This could be in your hobbies. This could just be you feeling drained. Right. Basically. And then that feeling impacts the rest of you know other areas your mental physical emotional everything okay i was going to ask you prior to covid mm-hmm. okay had you personally because especially burnout's kind of a mental health topic right um the boomer generation doesn't struggle as much with mental health but for you personally um had you experienced a time in your life that you would say I was burned out either in this career or this job or was it not something prior to covid that you'd even really thought about I would say for me there were there were times that I felt exhausted and burned out but it was not to the degree that I see it happening to people today okay in other words you know it may be an afternoon that man oh, I am just yeah, so yeah. exhausted that I just need to shut down for a couple hours, and then sure. I was fine. Sure. So it wasn't like you know I've I've watched people burn out that you know they've lost careers, they've mm-hmm. lost marriages, they've lost you know I've I've read stories of people who are just shot for a year. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't even come n- anywhere near that. But there's been times that you think, man, I just I just got to have a break. I can't mm-hmm. think about this any longer. Ooh, can I ask you a personal question sure. based on? So you just talked about marriage mm-hmm. and then divorce and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We've talked about marriage, and you've even opened up about your divorce, right. your first marriage, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, do you know if in that within that relationship, you would have said, "Yeah, that was me being burnt out, or burned out, or my ex spouse being burned out," and that's part of what led to the divorce, or was it just other issues? I, I think it was mostly other issues, but there was some burnout of 
of life in general, if, okay. that, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if it was stress. In, and see, I think that's one of the things, I, maybe we'll talk about this later, but sure. the difference between a, a boomer mindset and a, a, let's say, a millennial mindset is, I don't know if, if we would say burnout was a mental thing or a stress-induced thing. It was more of, I'm just doing too much. Oh. Okay. And maybe we just didn't have words for it. Okay. <clears throat> you know, it might be, but I would say my generation would say, yeah, it, it's burnout because we've done too much. We, you know, we're known for the workaholic generation sure, sure. And, and things like that. So, sure. and that's how I always looked at it. It wasn't until recently that I even right. pressed, st- put stress in and I'm sure it causes stress, but we would right. always say that, Hey, this is just, this is just because I've worked too much. I need right. to take a break. Sure. Hey, Jerry asks us a good question. Jerry says, does it happen? Does burnout happen more often now? Or did we just not talk about it out loud as much before? And this is something I think I know the answer to. I, well, you answer, because this is your generation that I think they're hitting on back in yeah, previous I, years. I think it's both. Okay. Um, I, I don't think we had words for it okay. uh, as much, so we didn't, we, we didn't understand some of that. But I, uh, again, my generation is one of those that you pull yourself up from the bootstraps. You just get on with the life. You just ignore it. Right, you know, to a certain degree, which I think is unhealthy, mm-hmm. but there's also some. There, there again, it, it walks that middle line, right? Of uh, of that, it's a fascinating topic because as I think about it, and I think especially since COVID, I think it's been so evident that in to Jerry's point, now it's just you know talked about all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, that like since COVID, I feel like burnout has increased so much. And here's and here's what what I'm afraid of is that that. Uh, that we almost use it as an excuse again. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, and so I think there's times you say, "Well, I'm just burned out because sure. you know I'm, I'm lazy, sure, sure. <laughs> and, and I don't want to suck it up." Mm-hmm. You know, right? And, or even what I would say to that too is, some people look for the perfect job where they love every everything. aspect. Everything's got to be perfect. Or the perfect marriage where they love everything about their. It's why it's why I can't stand when they say find the one. Yeah. It's like. What does that mean? Yeah. Like find someone that God that loves God, loves others, and is willing to put in the work. But exactly. You can't find the perfect right. modeled, you know, thing, and then use that. Well, man, I just hate my job. No, you hate parts of your job, and that's okay. Yeah. I, I set up the cameras today. I, I hate parts of my job. Right. I got to deal with a bunch of millennials. In I know. The <laughs> I know. We're awful. Uh, Steve, well, how are you going to answer that question, though? You said that you thought you one? had the one that you just asked about. Oh, about. Jerry's question, does it happen more often now, or did we just not talk about it before? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that it happened pre-COVID just as much, except for two things. One, you didn't talk about it. Right. But two, I would argue, I don't know if your generation let it lead to a fallout. Like, your generation didn't really get, like, for careers, my generation, if they if we get burned out, we just quit. And not every person that's a millennial. Did yeah. you see that as a boomer? No, no. Yeah. No. So and, that's why I was And, gonna... and I think that's part of it. And I'm not sure it was healthy, but I think part of it was, even when you're burned out, it, it, it's almost like what Steve Harris said here. I feel like boomers end up to Gen X, we were taught to just do it. Right. Work hard now and play later mentality. Right. And that was just it. it we, we didn't have the expectation of anything. That's just, this is the way it was. Sure. And so sure. you did suck it up and just do that. Sure. Now, you know, I have been accused of being a workaholic and and mm-hmm. and my wife also sure. and that's just how we sure. are and i think i said this on the last podcast when trevor was here 
that was the Sunday thing. Anyway, is that you know our 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 honestly most of our kids caught that. Yeah, we taught them how to be workaholics. Sure, and that's the thing with millennials is one. Yes, your kids are the exception. <laughs> right. Um, what millennials have started to value, and something we've talked about with my generation, is we valued pursuing your passions. Not just pursuing the pay, like, hey, if it pays the bills and it's a consistent paycheck, I I mean, that's why my, you know, grandparents wanted, they were like, hey, we're going to stick. And they liked their job at GM and their job, you know, as an engineer and whatnot. But there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I've been here for 30 years. Like, man, the job's okay, but, uh, you know, it gives me our retirement. My generation cares so much more about a lower paycheck, which which we joked about fart time. Mm. I'd rather make less money working at Crossbridge than more money working at right. Panda Express, you know? <laughs> that was a <laughs> we were talking about that the other day yeah. when we saw the advertisement. <laughs> yeah. But it's just one of those things where when we're talking about burnout and like we said the topic for tonight is spiritual, emotional, physical burnout. We're, we've defined it. It's basically just prolonged stress that leads to uh feeling um drained, um feeling exhausted, and then often some negative effects of it are uh, reduces productivity or even leads to fallout. Right, fall on your and, job. And, or relationship. and one of the things that you you have in here, it talks about increase, it make, leaving you feeling increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, and resentful. Yep. I don't understand the helpless and and the hopeless. Mm-hmm. That I don't. I think my generation, mm-hmm. but we did get cynical and we live cynical. Sure, sure. <laughs> Sorry, boomers and you late Gen Xers. We, we are we are a cynical bunch of people and resentful. Mm-hmm. And I think... I and, think my generation is the first two words, helpless exactly. and hopeless. Exactly. That's what I think is, is mm-hmm. interesting because I think you guys are not... You, you do. You tend to be most of the first two. It's more the mental health part of it. Right. It's more of the, hey, this leads to depression. I hate my job or I'm feeling stressed at my job, which leads to depression, which leads to feeling See, lost. Now, now the other thing I think that's different generationally wise is that in my day you did and it started it changed about midway through my life, but you used to be able to get a, a good job that did have yep. be, not good only benefits, benefits, but good benefits. Yep. If you stayed, you had a pension. Yep. You had things you know, I had I had a pension from the very first job I worked. Mm. I just cashed in a couple of years ago, <laughs> but but you know, nice. but that doesn't exist nowadays. Yep. So it is a different atmosphere. Absolutely. So you can't blame you know us boomers and and yep. what have you can't necessarily blame millennials for their view because it's not the same as what it used to be. Right. Yeah. Alex. Um, well, actually, there's three things. Three people have ideas, and I love that. Michaela Hansen said this. I know we blame everything on the internet, but maybe one important generational difference is the prevalence of the internet. It's great at giving us massive access to the world, but we also can't get a healthy distance and we see all the opportunities we're missing out on. Huh. Brilliant. Alex says this, it's the change in motivation as well. Millennial and younger care more about intrinsic motivation, making a difference, and less about extrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Hold which on, is, I gotta get a dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> it's that concept again, though, of just... I'd rather do something I enjoy making a difference right. rather than doing something that uh, builds, you know, investing or builds, you know, long-term wealth or builds, um, you know, a future or whatnot, something externally and whatnot. I'd rather be internally happy than be externally happy. See, and yeah. And, and it's not everybody. It's and, not all no, the generation. Exactly. And, and, that, and I get that, but yet I don't get that because, you know, I guess my challenge would be, okay – you can work in what you, let's say, a dead-end job, mm-hmm. but still add value to your life Absolutely. in other areas. Absolutely. 
And, and I don't think they go, have to go hand in hand necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think so yep. often people say, well, I, I don't want to do this job because I'm not making a difference. Well, maybe God's got you in that job so you can make a difference somewhere else. Yep. I don't know. No, I agree with that mindset completely. We're, we're in a culture now that values so much about the art, values so much about the lower paying jobs and whatnot that it does become a trapped mindset which is what Susan Keys hits on. It's helpless and hopeless feeling trapped where everything's connected like, oh, if I can't have a career I love, then what's the point? And so yeah. when they get into the career that, let's say, take art for example. Art is not a high-paying job, usually until after you die and then all your paintings sell for a million dollars. Right. Okay? But there's a lot of gifted individuals who love art who would rather live with their parents or have a roommate or postpone X, Y, and Z, postpone a retirement. Not even think about retirement and do that job, but then eventually start to recognize the bills and the burdens and the debt that they're acquiring, and that starts leading to stress upon stress. Do you think your generation gets burned out in other things besides just work? Oh, yeah. See, I would argue, and, and whoever's in the chat, see if, if you agree with this or not, you older people. Maybe we don't have anybody older in, in the chat. Maybe I'm it. Yeah, Steve Harris. I don't, <laughs> I don't Steve's got to be a Gen Xer. He's definitely not a boomer. I'd say Steve's not older than 38, 39. His yeah. oldest kid is in sixth grade, Steve. I don't know. Maybe, anyway, at most. My point is, I, I think my generation, now that you mentioned this, my generation would say, if you talk about burnout, they're only looking at their job. Right. They're not looking at anything else. Right. It's not in their social life. It's not in their marriage. Even in their marriage, I don't think. Even probably not even spiritual life, which is something we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think so at all. Yeah, and that's why this I definition is, expands on only, spiritual, emotional, physical. It just physical. came to me that I don't, yeah. I don't, I never looked at burned out, burnt, mm-hmm. burnt, being burned out, burnt out, whatever burnt it out. is. Burnt out is past tense. Burned out is. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. The action. That. That it's only in job. Sure. I mean, that's how we look at it. Steve did say street smarts versus only book smarts is a major problem I often see in the younger crowd. Yes. Um, And that's part of also, too, is um, because of the different degrees and the different careers that are being valued and whatnot, the arts, the creativities, the influence crowd, the content creators, all that stuff where it is like, hey, this is stuff I see and I view and I've learned growing up and I'm going to apply that versus the education side of things as my generation kind of got caught up in the college crowd and now what we're seeing with gen z or at least 20 year olds and younger yeah is they're starting to take a different route of things uh susan says a job is what you do not who you are yes and that but that's a mindset susan a job is what you do not who you are that's a mindset that my generation would have a hard time with what she say? She said, "A job is what you do, not who you are." Yeah, that's more so again, Gen yeah, X and your mindset. Exactly. That would that would definitely be my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of part of even within that, because I would say I don't think there as a millennial, there's nothing wrong, okay, with chasing your passions. I I think that's great. Sometimes though, what you have to recognize is if I want to do this. It's got to be enough to help me make ends meet. Right. There's a, so that's why if you want to do art, okay, or mm-hmm. if you want to create content, YouTube videos, or if you want to be a writer or a blogger or an author, you might have to get a second job until you can afford to do what you want. Something I've noticed with my generation, like, well, I just want to create all the time. That's great. But you got to pay the bills. Right. You know, right. so there's nothing wrong with chasing your job and your dream. 
But until it becomes financially stable, you're going to have to sacrifice your time See, and elsewhere. And I think that was our mindset too, or my mindset even. And I look at even the career paths that I took is is I I would work in a place until either God moved me, or it was never a it was never an immediate. Oh, I've got to I've got to reach my goal now, or I have yep. to have the the right job it's now. It's exactly it, your generation's it, mindset. It may take me twenty twenty five years to get yep. to where. Yep. And that's exactly how God worked it in my life anyway. Yeah, well, even within our culture and how everything is now on demand mm-hmm. for everything, yeah. think about opening up the internet on your computer. Do you remember the first computers, how, <laughs> how long it used to take to load and turn on the computer? Well, we we even talked about internet. You don't even remember internet, dial-up. dial-up internet. You, you didn't even know what dial-up internet was. <laughs> Same concept. And it's the idea that like now if you don't have 500 upload speed, 500 download speed, and you're like faster than a snap, you get frustrated. Well, it's the same thing with our careers. Same thing in our relationships. It's why divorce continues to become an issue because we want instant perfection, right. instant gratification. Right. Oh, they messed up once. We're, you know. Yeah. And so a um, couple of things. Reading more <laughs> we, comments. Gonna, we haven't even gotten to the outline, we which is great. Outline but it's yet. great because everyone keeps sharing Yeah, and it, it's great stuff. So Alex just shared. It's not even making a difference. <laughs> Did anyone here just hear the dial-up tone in their I head? I know. That was what that Alex was awesome. said. Uh, Alex shared earlier, it's not even making a difference, but it's also just finding a place where you feel valued. Being treated like a person who is a part of the team versus another cog in the machine or on the assembly line. And that's another generational difference. I, yeah, but see, I I totally agree with that statement. But that actually happened um, even like in the first job that that I was in is mm-hmm. that it, it, I worked at Kmart Distribution Center out here. Out of out of I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, went out of high school, and th- this was this was like it would have been at that 50 time years ago. This was way back. Way back. Day. This was when back like, in the seventies. JFK was still like you know breathing. <laughs> no, he was not. No, he, he was, was not. still alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, there was jobs. And Kmart was one of them. There was a Kmart distribution center out by the by the airport, and then Navistar, or actually that time it was International Harvester. Is Kmart's still around. No, they're they're okay. dead. They're dead. Carry on. I'll, I'll stop interrupting you. <laughs> so anyway, you know those jobs. If you got into one of those places, you know it was one of those you were set for life. GM used to be that way. It's not that way anymore. Where if you know, I mean, I, I was making a ridiculous amount of money coming out of high school that there was no reason to go to college. I mean, it, it was you know. You're also making a ridiculous amount of money now, but it's for the other reason. Exactly. <laughs> it's the yeah. other way around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but my point is is that I can remember back then working for there it was a you or nothing more than a number a cog you were, you know there there wasn't a lot of appreciation. So even in my generation there was some of that happening there too. Sure. What Alex said. I, I think sure. that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh Nicole Wiley said I think some gener- generations place their identity idols in their success career impact and younger generations in themselves or outside of work. It's how individuals value themselves and their self-worth. It seems to be most evident in how each generation answers the typical, what's new with you? How have you been? So pretty much what, what she's hinting at is some generations place their idea in career success, others in individual success. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant because that is that is the case. Even, what, even, do you see that with your generation? Yeah, then? it was definitely your career was everything. Hmm. And the question, I mean, how many times you get asked, "What do you do?" Me, we we did all time. Yeah, I mean, that was the big thing. Is well, what do you do? I rarely ever tell people I'm a pastor because that question never comes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm never, I'm never, I'm rarely asked what What do you do for a living? Uh, that's just that would not that would have been a regular question really? if you were getting to know somebody 
early on in your relationship anytime growing up for me. Sure. What do you do? I mean, that, that's who I identi- identified with. Wow. Well, as we're talking about burnout tonight, <laughs> and we just had 20 questions in the chat, which is stinking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we wanted to, so that was all pre-COVID. Right. Um, we want to talk now about since COVID, really since 20, this is actually data since 2021. Right. From Forbes um, that did some research for all the generations and showed the increase since COVID in burnout for individuals. So, Brad, why don't you read some of the data? Okay. <clears throat> 31% of boomers feel burnt out <laughs> in 2021. That's a 7% increase. 7%, yeah. 7% they... increase in boomers. So 31% of boomers feel burned out <clears throat> in 2021. 54% of Gen Xers feel burned out, burnt out in 2021. That's a 14% <laughs> increase. Which is crazy. Yeah. And even that, I mean, just look at 31% to 54%. It doesn't say, yeah, that's, that's 23% that's difference. That's almost double. <laughs> that is. Okay. It's double from what it used to be before. <clears throat> yeah. It was 24% before 2021 of boomers that felt burned out. Right, right. And that's just crazy. 59%. 60% of millennials feel burnt out in 2021. That's a 6% increase. 59. That's two-thirds. That's almost two-thirds of millennials feel burned out. Burnt out. (laughs) 58% of Gen Zers feel burnt out in 2021. That's an 11% increase since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's just crazy stuff. And... You want to do this this last one here? Yeah, we were because we were looking up stuff about just yeah. the church. I actually brought this to. Yeah. I think I talked about. You talked about this at the business at meeting. the business meeting. Yeah, so just from the church, just so you have an understanding, uh, <clears throat> here's a, de- a stat that might just blow you away: thirty eight percent of pastors, pastors since COVID, have considered quitting and leaving their church because of burnout. Because, because of, of burnout. feeling burnt out. And here's the interesting thing about that: I wish we had the percentage, but how? What the percentage of the, those are 55 and older. So they are oh, yeah. late Gen Xers mm-hmm. and, and boomers. Yep. I mean, are, are the, the vast majority mm-hmm. of, of lead pastors. Yep. Now this, this is actually even including younger pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of youth pastors. You were talking about a youth, you know, a few youth pastors throughout the area. Me, me and Trevor have talked about it, but then even some of, you know, people that, you know, friends that you know yeah. of, it's happening all throughout the church, even on a spiritual level, right. a, a work level, a relational level. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, but this just shows you that the pandemic has mm-hmm. made everything obviously worse than yeah. what, what it has been. Yeah. Why do you? Uh, why do you think that is? Or do you want to wait to answer that till we get to? Uh, no. I my off the cuff. The first thing I think of is because we're lacking community. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one. I think lacking community is a big one. I think. Again, the mental health health part of it, the fear and anxiety of the pandemic has played a role in all areas of life. Right. And so if from a career standpoint, if your boss or if you've lost employees and so you have to work more because of that. Right. Or if your boss or your business has not handled the pandemic in a safe way that you've you know, felt, especially for my generation. Or, or vice versa. I mean – Sure, sure. The division that you have in yep. even workplaces of, okay, I'm, I don't want to wear a mask, but I have to wear a mask. I, yep. I want to wear a mask, but they're not making me wear a mask either side so of that. So you stop loving your now, job again. Now you go to your job, and now there's this dissension among. So now mm-hmm. there's even chaos inside the job, Yep. You know, which is more division. So why do you want to go? And then, of course, during the last three years with politics, yeah. just happened to be during COVID yeah. as well, it, and that's created it, more division. It, it's, it's a perfect storm. Yep. You know, so why do you want to be be around that? And yep. then so what a lot of people do is they withdraw, yep. they isolate themselves, 
which makes it which worse. Which makes it even worse. And then that leads to the community part of it that you talked about. Exactly. And what I've noticed especially today, and this is something you and I have talked about, is people are emotionally, physically, and I would say spiritually exhausted. Right. There's been people like that before COVID. Sure. But there's been times you and I have said that since COVID. Right. Where we're just, we're, we're exhausted. Well, and, and part of that, you know, and speaking for myself is part of it is, you know, you try to make a plan. <laughs> and you think this is, you know, how many times we, we joke about this now. How many times have we talked about trying to make a plan? We make a plan, and we just said tonight, if we can just make it through Easter. Yep. And we, before and it was Christmas before Eve. Before, <laughs> if we could just make it through Christmas Eve. And, and, and so Before that was, uh, think, no, not Thanksgiving, it was October, where we did S'more Fest, yeah. or Trunk or Treat, and yeah. then S'more Fest in September. Yeah, it's just, it's you just crazy, think, okay, man. it's got to get better, it's got to get better, it's got to get better, and we're going to break through it sooner or later, and you just keep hitting wall after wall yep. after wall, and you just think... A new variant comes out. Oh, my gosh. A new political stance. Yeah. A new and situation one, And one of your the... friends goes off the deep end, and think you, you see something they posted on Facebook or Instagram, oh, you think, man. oh, my gosh. Now, yep. A family you... member says something. Exactly. Or... Illness happens, even like even if it's not COVID, but your family gets sick, yeah, and you're you, just like physically exhausted at that point. You just can't. It's it's can't it's the last it. straw. It's one thing. Right. It's the domino effect. Exactly. And so that's why numbers have increased so much for sure. for suicide rates, for anxiety, for depression, and then for burnout. Susan right. says this: Gen Xers, we're at an age where we have kids to manage, middle of our careers, stress, and aging parents to worry about. No wonder burnout is up. Yeah. And that's what's crazy because Gen Xers, they were the highest one, right? Yes. 59%, but they were also the highest increase, all because of what Susan was just sharing. Yeah. Because, especially Susan with her two boys, with sports and the sports they're involved in, how crazy were the mandates with sports oh, and yeah. then with school and then your spouse and she's married and then her careers and, and then, jobs. And then dealing with the kids who are also stressed and what have you. And then you, and again, and that's aging parent thing. I'm just warning you, anybody that's out there, and we, we've been dealing with this for, for the last you know eight years, and it is, it, it's probably the highest stress thing that we have ever done right? Uh, of dealing with our parents. Yeah. And it's just it's it's and, ugly and it's scary and and it's it's and awful. it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, Steve says this. Unfortunately, many across many different 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 generations are taking the easy road by doing less and less. This puts more onto the plate of those willing to do the work. Let's stop there for a second because I want to ask you a question because uh, this is actually something we had talked about um, the easy work. Okay, do you think? Uh, uh, do you think that people who are start doing less and less or isolating or pulling away or right. shutting down or burning out, do you think that they know it's doing what is easier versus fighting the good fight? I think some of them do. Mm-hmm. I will not paint with that big a right. wider paintbrush. Sure, that was an absolute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I think some of them do, and, and it is a point. And I think that's... And here's what happens with my generation. I think uh, for those of us who are older have to be careful with this is, again, sure. we paint with a big wide paintbrush and say, well, you millennials are, you know, a bunch of lazy people who just don't want to, sure, you know. And, and there is some truth to that. You would admit to that. Sure. But it's it's yeah. not across the board. Right. I've seen that. I mean, you know, right. I, I work with that. Right. You know. Yeah. It's just part of the product, too, that we've been, you know, gr- that we grew up in. Well, that and I think part of it, too, is, you know, I, Again, coming from a workaholic background, that's what our generation did. Is is that's what we expect everybody to do? And you right. and and I think younger generations have said, no, we're not going to do that. We've seen the cost of that, mm. and we refuse to do that, mm-hmm. which ticks us off. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that's a much healthier way to live. Yep, there's no question. 
before we transition into our passage, I want to transition us by talking a little bit about the spiritual burnout, because this is something that we've noticed a lot of um, with individuals' relationship with Christ and relationship with the church, relationship with others, even before COVID, where our culture, it's been so much easier to pull away from God because we're burned out. That tends to be the first thing that goes. The first thing that goes. Okay. And, but then also my generation has started because we've questioned everything or we've seen the church or Christians act a certain way and sure. we've been burned by the church. Right. Um, pull away, fall out in that as well. Um, and so as we're talking about, we're going to transition now to read a, a Bible passage mm-hmm. uh, about what does God say about burnout? Um, here's something we want to point out. Okay. It's already 833. We're already, we're already three minutes <laughs> over tonight. Okay. And we haven't we, really talked about anything we were going to. We haven't talked about our outline at all. Yeah. We've been answering questions, which has been incredible, um, which I'd rather do that more than our outline anyway. Right. Exactly. But we're not going to be able to do justice on the spiritual burnout side of things. Right. What I do want to say is we are doing a series called margin. Yes. Coming up where we're going to talk about how burnout, how comfortability, how culture has impacted our relationship with God yeah. and our relationship with the church mm-hmm. and our walk with Christ. And part of that has been a result of spiritual burnout too. And so it'll come out within the series, but we can't do justice on it tonight because no, we just don't have just, time. Since we're, since we're there, we're going to go over it anyway, so we're just going to keep rambling. Right. Uh, the one thing I want to say, and, and, and I can't... Trevor's going to kick this series off. Mm-hmm. We're going to just call it Margin. You're mm-hmm. going to teach in it. I'm going to teach in it. It's a three-week series, and I think it's probably, especially what Trevor has to share because of youth, mm-hmm. you do not want to miss mm-hmm. this series. Yep. And so I would show up in person if you can, yep. <laughs> but if you you got to catch it anyway. Yep. We, we think this is honestly the crux of what is going on in culture right now. Oh, that, yeah. That, that we're actually going to do almost two series. We just talked about mm-hmm. it. We finalized it tonight. As, mm-hmm. A little bit later on then, we're going to do one on money, and it's not about giving to the church. It's yep. just about handling your money also. Yeah, especially uh, because we saw we see data that it's the number one reason that parents and married couples fight. Exactly. It's money. Yeah. It's the number one and, thing that is talked about in the New Testament, or right. the whole Bible, I think, is money. Right. Or, right. or giving, or generosity, so, or faith, So or those like that. those two two things are going to be, I think, are going to be crucial for us going forward. Yeah. So anyway, So as ahead, we I'm... transition into spiritual burnout, but even really just burnout in general. Right. Okay? We want to look at what does God say right. about burnout? How do you combat it? Because that was really the, the big overarching theme for tonight is burnout exists. Right. Burnout is increasing. Now, how do you fight back? Right. This is to Steve's point. How do you fight the good fight and not just pull away? Right. Because especially with mental health reasons for burnout, you have to fight it. You can't, it, if you don't fight it, it'll lead to, de- it, it is a byproduct of depression often, or it leads to depression, but there are things you can do. So right. Brad, why don't you read, or no, I'll, do you want me to read the passage? Uh, you, you do whatever you want to okay. do. I'm going to read this passage <laughs> from Exodus 18, okay, just to give you some background of what's happening. Okay, Moses has just led the Israelites through God out of Egypt. Okay, he is now in charge of, I think it's over a million, million Israelites. Okay, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. He is the sole leader for these people. Okay, he's getting exhausted. He ends up going to his father-in-law Jethro. Okay, talking to Jethro about all of this fun stuff and all of this, you know, whatnot that's going on, that's happening. And this is what Jethro says. Exodus 18, verse 17 through 18. Moses' father-in-law replied, What you are doing, Moses, is not good. 
You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you alone. You cannot handle it alone. Yeah. And so then he later goes on in the next passage to say, hey, go appoint people to work under you to help you lead. Or else you will burn out. And sets up a a, a total system, which we talked about in habits. judges and habits and whatnot to help people lead. Huge. Under, you know, his supervision. Yeah. Because before he was doing all the work. It was kind of like how you were the workaholic. Moses was the first workaholic. He's got it. And, and, and one of the things that, that clicked in me when, when I read this verse was how many times have we realized that, you know, man, you get frustrated. I'm, I feel like I'm doing it all. I, I've got to do it all. And one of the reasons why we do it all is because we don't delegate. Yep. And we don't delegate because they're not going to do it right. That's good. That's good. And we're, you know, we're a control mm-hmm. freak because, you know, if I don't do it, it's not going to get done right. You know what? That is That has been one of my big things. And I've gotten to the point that you got to say, you know what? If it doesn't get done exactly the way I do it, it's okay. Whoa. It's That is a hard place to get to. That hurt a little bit? It did. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay if it's not done exactly how I would do it. Hmm. It's tough to get there. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's one of those things, too, is you're taking a risk. Sure. And w- with any of that. But then especially with burnout, if you're an individual who's taking next steps to combat it, what, so, so Moses is in, a, is in a place of leadership. Okay? Right. So one of the things he needed to do to combat it. And responsible to God. Yep. And being responsible to God is he needed to appoint people to help him out. Right. Okay. This can be similar if you're not in a place of leadership, can be similar in like you might need to reach out to friends or reach out to people or bring your community in or be a part of a community to walk with you in your depression, your anxiety, your workload. Maybe you're a single mom. Maybe you're a single dad. Maybe you're in a marriage and you're just having a tough time and need a date night. And you need to have someone come and come alongside you. Right. We have over 35 people at Crossbridge right now that are in quarantine for COVID. Right. Okay. It has been so incredible to see our community provide dinners, provide meals. Marissa and I, we got, just got over COVID. We had dinner every night of the week the last two weeks because of DoorDash gift cards and meals. We have two families that we know of that have meals taken care of. It's one of those things, too, is if you're feeling exhausted, okay, in order to combat the burnout, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, or physically, just like how Moses was required by God through Jethro, bring in a community. Right. This is what it goes down to. And, 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 and it, it, I tell you what, again, it, it goes back to community because you want to isolate, you want to you know, suck it up, I want to do this on my own, or no, I don't want to be bothered by, by right. people, but... It's, it's not going, you have to do that or you're not going to make it through it. Yep. You're going to end up crumbling. Exactly. And that's part of why, not just with suicide, but why so many people um, end up uh, completely pulling out of society, completely isolating. Because, because their, their situation, their burnout or their depression or their fear or their anxiety or their addiction or their and and it's better to say you know what I'm just going to keep living this way until I'm dead I'm going to yeah. take my life or I'm just going to be completely miserable yeah okay god doesn't want you to live that no, way no no there that's no way to live no and so um and so here's what we're going to do I'm going to share one idea and then we're going to walk through just a couple ways to combat burnout and then we'll see next time we might do a part two because the chat's popping. Susan suggested a part two, and we could talk about this forever. Sure. Um, here's, here's what I want to share, and this is kind of some encouragement, but also a bold declaration and a truth. Write this down. Think about this. Your calling is compromised 
when you don't combat burnout. I feel called to be a pastor. Right. If I do not address my burnout, my depression, my mental health, my struggles, or even areas in the workplace that might there might be tension. Right. Okay. My calling, what I'm doing, even though God has called me to be here and it is God ordained, the negatives can, can what did I say? Can compromise that. Right. And if de- I don't attack and, it and de- derail, derail you. it. And 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 again, we come back to a part <laughs> we talked about before: your spiritual warfare is that's yep. what the enemy is going to use. It's the enemy is what the enemy a- tries to do. Absolutely, especially with spirit with spiritual burnout. Right. As soon as you start to see your faith like being impacted. Your doubts increasing. It's harder to do time alone with God. It's harder to pray. It's harder to get up on Sunday mornings, yeah. go to church. It's harder to go to the small group, be a part of community. As soon as you start to see, it's harder to give generously. Yeah. You know, we're just preaching here. Yeah, that's because the enemy is attacking, absolutely trying to derail you. Yep. Your calling is compromised when you don't address burnout. Absolutely, yeah, that, and that's that, in that, any that. area: career, relationship. Um, your physical health and your enemy wants to destroy you in any way it can. Yep. And you will stop finding joy in what you do. Yep. If you don't combat and attack burnout, that's good stuff there. So yeah, to end the night, why don't we (laughs) share a few next steps for people who want to combat and attack? burnout? Yeah. And and we talked about this a little bit at at the very beginning of the year as we did that, that two week series about one is just creating habits. Hold on. Yeah. We got an amen in the chat. Oh, no kidding. Not really, what? but Jerry Rusk said, that's good, exclamation point. That's that, the closest that's, we that's, get that's to an good, amen. That's as good as an amen. All right, right do you there. even remember what you were saying? I have no idea. Okay. No, we talked about habits, yep. and, and that's one thing establishing, is establishing healthy habits. habits. Yep. And, and here's what I've noticed with myself. I, I said, you know what, quiet time, time alone, what have you. I decided I've got four things that I pray for every day. Hmm. And I said, I'm just, I'm going to. You had to count to make, did you, when you looked up in the sky, did you have to make sure there were four? Yeah, I, was, I think there might be five. But anyway, <laughs> let's just say four. So there, there was four things. I said, I'm going to pray about them every day. Okay. These four things. And it always bothered me because, you know, it's, it's a reputation thing. Right. But what it did is it's, it's created me in a habit. Here's yep. what I found after about seven or eight days of doing this. How long has it been? It's been 12 days now, actually, since the beginning of the year. 13. 13. Let's anyway, see this one. So <laughs> what I found is that those four or five things I said I'm going to pray for every day, they become more complex. Mm, so I love the, that. this person that I'm praying for, I love that. now I, I'm, I'm praying for specific things for them to reach out for in a day. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, I didn't see that coming. I love that. And, it, and again, it, it's creating habits and saying, this is what I'm going to do yep. no matter what. Yep. Even when I don't feel like it. Yep. And I'm telling you, it cha- it, it's changed mm-hmm. everything. And the habit, establishing healthy habits to combat burnout, just really in anything, is brutal for the first few days. Yep. But once you get through that hump period, that first, I would say even the first week, yeah. it it's night and day different. It's like 100% easier. Yeah. And, and you know, you've challenged us, I don't know how many times from the stage of, of, of praying, you know, for our for a half an hour, 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's just incremental. So even yep. like reading scripture, you know, I would read for I five do, minutes a day. I do really well for a while. I decide what I'm going to do is, is I go up to you version every day and I do the story of the day, the story of the day. It, aren't those so cool? The somebody from yep. whoever knows from, and, yep. and it has been, it, it's literally taken me three or four minutes to mm-hmm. walk through that. And it, it it makes me hungry to keep on You're going. establishing that healthy habit exactly to to combat burnout to stay to be the healthiest version of myself this year. I'm going to establish a healthy habit. That's awesome. Number two 
here's something we were talking about in the office before. And this okay? is what we're going to talk a lot about coming up in, in, our, these margin two, in, in our margin series yeah. and things like that. Sometimes you have to cut back on good things in order to do great things. Correct. Sometimes you have to cut back. You have to give up some good things in order to do great things. And that's part of where people, some people who are considered workaholics or way too busy, they're doing a lot of good things and they're getting exhausted and asking the question, well, why? Why? How, how is doing five book clubs a bad thing? And they, well, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's hit home for just a minute here. Let's, let's go to sports. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's you good. know, this is, you know, kids, we have an example of an eight year old kid mm-hmm. that is in a travel soccer league that practices three times a week. Mm-hmm. At eight years old. At eight years old. Mm-hmm. And, and my guess is people who, are, and they're saying, well, you know what? He'll miss out. You know, I've got team, an, I know yeah. another family that's very close to home who wants to do multiple sports with a child who is very young. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's because, well, he just loves it so much. But sometimes we even and and it's true. This, That's a good. Th- sometimes those are good things. This kid loves sports. Mm-hmm. There's no question. There's but you know what? That. He can't decide what's healthy or not for him. You, we have to step up as parents and be mm-hmm. as Amen. Trevor would say it. This is all Trevor. Advo- <laughs> advocate, advocate, advocate for, for the child teens. because that child doesn't know mm-hmm. that he can't do it all. If you and want, we are establishing yep. a habit in them that 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 they can't. They can't rest. They can't recoup. Mm-hmm. It's healthier for them not to do some of those things. Yep. And what happens is in these parents, I'm just calling you out because I see it constantly, is that you're going to cut something out, and the first thing you cut out is everything spiritual. Yep, that's usually the you first stop, thing that goes. You're more worried about your kid going to a basketball game, a soccer game, a football game, whatever they're playing, but you don't, well, you know what? We're going to take Sunday night youth group off. I'm a little more worried about his spiritual life than what I am his, his football career because he's not making it in the pros. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I? I sorry, Our viewership I went, just went from 14 to I, 11. I, I went, <laughs> <laughs> I we just lost three viewers. I might have gone a little too far there. Yeah, so good. But uh, we just got I, like seven likes and hearts and crying faces. So I'd say that's pretty good. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm telling you guys, we've got to refocus ourselves to to the spirit of God and what God is calling us to. Mm-hmm. I said this from the stage. I don't know a while back. Is that it? It, it there's nothing more important mm-hmm. than the spiritual lives of our children. Oh, yeah, and what's best because they can't even process how they're feeling. At right. that young of an age. Right. So your child could be doing a lot of these good things and burning out and not being able to tell you. If you're wondering, well, why, why, is, my, why is my child being fussier lately or seems more stressed or anxious? Like your child can't come up and tell you it's because I'm doing I'm practice doing seven nights a week. Exactly. You know? That is, that's good stuff You right know what there. I'm saying? So you as an adult or a parent. You, you have got to slow down to, their life. Yep. And a lot of times. You've got to slow down your own life. Absolutely. Because as an adult and whatnot, what you start to recognize is if you are taking your child to 17 practices and games, or not just from the sports side of things, art, show choir, or hobbies, they're all good things. Yep. If you want your child to be great and to be the healthiest, the greatest version of themselves, and as Susan Keys says, Brad 2024, okay? (laughs) You need to put your foot down. Yes. If you can't control your child, if you can't say no to your child or to your spouse or to your, you or know, your, or your coach or your coach or your career or whatever it might be, okay, 
to set up healthy boundaries. Yes. Do your job, do your work, put in the extra effort. And I would say you also have to ask yourself, am I living through my child? Oh, man, you're preaching. You know, you're taking it. it, it, it do I feel great because my <laughs> my child oh, is man. either the stud or he's going to be with this or being this and you're more important, you know, it's more important for you to feel good about yourself. Oh, did we cut out? It's frozen on my screen. Uh, yeah, I think Oh, I just refreshed. We're good. We're good. Okay. Well, and we went down to seven viewers. I think we did cut out for a little bit. <laughs> now we're back up. Hey, we're going back up to eight. People came back to find us. <laughs> oh, man. I just, and again, it's I'm not all trying good to. Stuff. I, 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 here's what I, I want people to hear is, is I'm not angry. I, I, I know I, you sounded pretty angry. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I hurt for, for people. Alex Myers said, get this man a pulpit and a backing track. He preaching. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, man. Like, it's so cool to see the response. Yeah. Except Alex earlier did say Vinny is built like a linebacker. He is going pro. <laughs> that's his, that's <laughs> there you his go. near two-year-old son. Come on. Um, here's the reality. Uh, number three, how to combat burnout, okay? Ask yourself, am I doing what God has created me for? Right. Okay? Um, set up those healthy boundaries. If yes, then set your life up to succeed. Okay, if you're doing what God's created for you for, or if you're finding ways to serve others and love others, but you're feeling exhausted and emotionally drained, you're not going to be able to be the best version of yourself. Right. So say no to some good things right. so you can be great. Great. Last thing we'll share tonight, okay? It's it just rest. Yep, rest. You, you need to take rest. And one of my very Slow good, down. One of my very good friends, a children pastor down in Texas, uh, way back when we were running, uh, we, we used to work together, and he said sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. Yep. And that was huge. When you shared that with me, what was it? Not a couple months ago. Remember when I came to your office and I told you, Brad, it was right after my son was born. We had C3 sports going on every night. And I said, Brad, I've had an awful day. Do you remember this conversation? I do. A little bit. And I said, I've had an awful day. Everything seemed to went wrong. Then after my morning was a a mess, I went up. I, I took a shower to try to decompress and reset. I laid in the bed for what I thought would be a 10 minute nap. Three hours later, I woke up. Yeah. And. Then you shared that with me. You said your body needed a nap. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you needed and, to rest. And there's no shame in that. And, and mm-hmm. it took me a long time to get to that point because I would lay down to take a nap or something because I was just tired, exhausted. And, and it, it, yeah, it, it rejuvenates you. And, and yeah. I would lay, at first I would lay there and think, I feel guilty because I'm not doing something. Hmm. And now, again, some people take that to the extreme. Yeah, and some gotta, people take advantage of you that gotta, too. You got to che- check that. But, yeah. uh, you know, and that's one thing we talk around the staff is that there's times that you, know, you just need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. Well, you even, and this is something you established before COVID, and then in my last staff review, you said, Jordan, start doing it again of um, refocus days. Yeah. Where you say, hey, one day a month, you stay away from the office, turn off technology, and just spend a day with God. Yep. Quiet your heart. Yep. That that was one of my favorite things before COVID hit. Then COVID hit, and things got crazy, yep. and we needed to shift our schedules. But when I did that in December, and then going into January, like I haven't done it this time because we have had COVID, but yeah. uh, going to do one at the end of the month. It's something. It just it resets your heart. Just say, you know what? I'm exhausted at the end of the month. Okay, yeah. not experiencing burnout, just exhaustion. Right. To make sure it doesn't lead to burnout. Right. One thing I need to do, and I'm so grateful that you allow me to do it, is say, you know what, I'm gonna step back, do a refocus day, and the, rest. The, you know, we need we need you healthy. We need yep. we need our staff healthy, and mm-hmm. if that's what it takes, we get. You think, oh, you're losing a day? No, we're gaining. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's a gain. Yep. You know. So anyway. Yep. Hey everyone, it's eight fifty two. 
<laughs> this is the longest one we've ever done. We've never gone this long <laughs> unless it's a game night. Um, but man, this was probably one of the best episodes I'd say we've ever had, just from engagement, from questions, from conversations. Yeah, so we thank, might yeah, do a thank part you for two. Um, we'll talk about it and see because. Or if you want to have more conversation, we're happy to do that. Private message us, email me, jordan at c3fw.org. If you're listening later on in the podcast um, via Apple, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere, et cetera, I hope that this was encouraging for you. But, it, you know, the live experience was also really cool. Yeah, really so good. thank you so much for joining us tonight, for being here. You aren't alone. Don't let burnout win. And uh, we'd love to continue the conversation. Stay so, in community no matter what community. the cost. Yep, yep, yep. Well, hey, have a great rest of your evening. We hope to see you not next week. We'll have next week off, but then in two weeks, it's game night. You Here know we what go. we're doing? No. Name that tune part two. Oh, it's going to be It great. was our most watched video last year. Awesome. So we're going to be playing It'll Name That to, Tune It'll be good to weeks. have a fun. See, and this is another thing. This is it's a great fun community a, a time. A great fun, fun community time. Come hang out in two weeks. Cool. All right, have we'll a great rest of your night. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.